Hello and welcome back. In the last session, we discussed how effective communication has the potential to make people believe that creating belief is what we should aim for. In this session, we'll explore why being able to do that is so important and how to create the right kind of pressure, the pressure on yourself that lifts your performance and makes you more effective. All right, let's take stock. Is this important? Okay, now that's a fair question and one that people could ask you if you're about to take up time in their day. Is it important that you have an approach to communicating with people in a way that makes you more effective in getting what you want? Because that is our aim, that you get better at making good things happen. Your impact on people and your influence grows by approaching communication with clarity and intention. The great playwright and political activist George Bernard Shaw remarked that the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has occurred. Does that ring a bell? I thought I was clear about what I wanted you to do. Yeah? You know, I sent the email, you know, didn't you read the attachment? Or indeed, our vision and values have been published to the intranet, why aren't people on board? The illusion is created by activity. Words are spoken, emails are sent, videos and intranet pages are produced, strategies and visions are printed and stuck up. All this activity looks like communication and it looks like people should get it. And sometimes they do, and a lot of time they don't. Or at least they get it for a moment and then they forget or they get the general idea, but they don't understand what it actually means to them. In the place of communication, we can find miscommunication People hear and see something, but, but they take away the wrong message. Or there's simply no communication. Nothing gets in, nothing is retained, nothing changes. Now, that might be okay in an environment where nothing needs to change, but let's ponder the cost of the illusion. When someone thinks they've communicated something and they haven't, what is the cost of people? What is the cost to businesses where uh, alignment and cohesion and, and collective action are required? You know, we've seen teams working on initiatives that haven't actually been endorsed. We've seen people prioritising the wrong things, projects derailed by risk factors that were not adequately communicated up front, all of which wastes resources, time and emotional capital, you know, not to mention the folding stuff. The vacuum created by a lack of meaningful, uniting organisational communication will be filled by rumour, by myth, by hearsay. So consider the cost of the illusion to relationships. You think that someone that you work with understands what you need and then they fail to deliver. So what is that? You know, do, they, do they not care about you or did they not hear? What has been the cost to you? You know, you believe that you've made a solid case for your project to be resourced or for you to be promoted or your salary increased and somehow they just don't get it. The illusion of communication creates drama. You know, that he said, she said, you know, what do I have to do to make you understand frustrations that get in the way of progress? Would you like to have less of that distracting energy sapping drama in your life? Less, but you said, and even less, that's not what I meant. Look, there are times when it pays for communication to be open to interpretation, okay? Ambiguity is an important thing to master. But right now, 
we are considering the cost of unhelpful drama to people and to organisations caused by the illusion of communication. Drama often arises when you've got a variety of realities that have been concocted in different heads, different people, different brains, different perspectives and learning styles. You know, the cohesiveness of work groups can absolutely fall apart when there are things that can't be spoken about for fear of misunderstanding. So much drama. So much drama creating no value whatsoever. The direction that we're headed in is towards less drama and more performance. The trouble is that some people sometimes need a bit of drama to get excited, to get turned on. Um, you might have worked with someone like that. A bit of adrenaline kicks them into gear. They need a bit of drama to get focused. Look, I understand that. In fact, I'm a bit that way myself. Years ago, when I was a professional actor, I actually needed a, a, a hit of adrenaline if I was going to do my best work. If I wasn't nervous before going on, that worried me. Now, that does not mean that I have an aversion to preparation. I love, <clears throat> I love being well rehearsed. The better rehearsed I am, the better my performance. As long as there is something at stake. If there's nothing at stake, I'm, I'm, I'm less likely to be 100% on my game. In situations where I know I, I just have to knock it out of the park because that is what is required, in those situations, it helps if I'm, if I'm energized. Now, I'm not gonna sacrifice the value of preparation so that I can be adrenalized, right? right? Professionalism requires assiduous preparation. But I might know my script backwards. I know exactly what I'm gonna say when I walk out onto the stage of the Melbourne Convention Centre or the QE2 in London, but there's, but there's something that gets me up and about, uh, my energy up, and that is about being connected to what's at stake, how much it matters to me. That something that I say, that an idea that I share lands somewhere, that becomes part of something, something good or great, you know, that something that eases human suffering or makes a lot of money. I think about how much it matters to me and how little, at this point in time, it matters to the several hundred people who are sitting in the audience, the industry experts, you know, my peers, the prospective clients, and the countless others who are gonna look at the YouTube video of the presentation and share it with their network. There is something that matters to me right now. This thing that I care about, the thing that I believe does not matter to them at all. No one cares what you think. I mean, some might, most don't. Most people don't even know who you are. They might have a, a professional glance at your LinkedIn profile, you know, ah, yes, they studied there. They worked there. They used to do that for a living, okay. Look, your audience, or more specifically, the people in that audience that you really wanna connect with right now, they have, they have little idea about what is important to you. And that's the way that it should be. If they already knew it, if they already believed it, then you wouldn't need to be there. You wouldn't need to do anything. The thing is they don't. It's important to you, it's not important to them. And that's the best place to start. Otherwise, complacency leads to illusory communication and the outcomes are likely to be disappointing. If you wanna be an effective communicator, Achieving something specific has to matter to you. And at the same time, 
You can't expect that people are going to get it without you doing something. We take the insight of session one, that communication is action. And then the idea in session two, that the idea of that action is to have an impact on what people believe. Then your task, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to do something that will create that shift. It engages people where they are, not where you hope they are, but where they actually are, you know, emotionally, cognitively, and you move them. Be the net external force that impacts on what people believe, because it matters to you. Look, being realistic, while you can get some of the people some of the time, you're never gonna get all of the people all of the time, okay? But you can be accountable for delivering your best, most effective performance. And if this sounds challenging, sometimes it is. Getting people's attention, moving them to where you believe they should be, it's an art. It's also a science. It's a competency that you can and will develop as you continue through the program. I've got no doubt that you have expert knowledge and, and expertise in your chosen field. You've achieved much already. Consider how much more you could achieve when your communication competency matches your professional and personal competencies in other contexts. What would you change if you knew you could? That's the theme of the follow-up exercise. What does matter to you? What do you see happening in the world, in your industry, in your business, in your primary relationships that you would like to improve? What are the things that you want to protect or stabilise? Yeah, are, there, are there values that have been eroded? Is a, a species of animal facing extinction? Is there a bottom line that needs protecting? Don't worry about having the solution or the story yet. Keep it simple. What matters to you that you could improve, stabilise or protect?